Hey, good morning, Canoe Creek. I also want to say good morning to those who are watching online. Uh, what we've experienced so far, this being our second week uh, meeting together again, about half of our people have either felt comfortable or been able to come and meet with us here in the building. So that means there's still a lot of our church family that are engaged with us online and excited to have everybody here, whether it's in person or virtually. Um, if you are, there's not a whole lot of elementary in here this morning, but if you're in elementary or preschool age, throw your hands in the air, throw both of them up. Yeah, there we go. All right. So listen, if I say something today that makes absolutely no sense to you whatsoever, and you're looking at your mom and dad and say like, oh, hey, what did he say? It doesn't make any sense. Just hear this. God loves everybody. Just remember that. Yeah. Amen. Throw up a praise to God for that. Um, and, and so let, just keep that in mind. That would be helpful. Um, uh, you know, as I said earlier in the announcement time, we, we're working on figuring out how do we bring back, and we're trying to bring back in a very careful way, all of our children's ministries, family ministries, the whole student, all that. Uh, but I, I want to talk about something off of what our series has been about. Obviously, it's where our minds are because of what's going on within, within our world today. And so I just want to focus in on some some things that God says about what we're experiencing in our world. Let me just start out by saying some clear and simple things. Uh, the murder of George Floyd was horrible. Uh, the, the police and other innocent people who have been murdered as a result of the riot since it, it's horrible. Uh, any violence and any loss of life is too much. It just, it just isn't good. But we realize that we live in a broken, fallen world where these types of things are going to happen. And I am personally not sure that the images that we're seeing predominantly really reflect the majority of what's going on. Uh, Don't get me wrong, uh, the murder of a man caught on tape, that reflects reality. Or the images of somebody who was murdered as a result of these riots, that reflects reality. But what I'm saying is, is I think that there is a lot more people in the midst of this who desire to be united who desire to love one another. And it's reflected in images that I don't get from the mainstream media, but I get from friends around the country as I see their posts of what's going on within their uh, area. Um, For example, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, amazing prayer and praise rally of all kinds of people in a public space took place. This is just a screen grab uh, from the actual video um, of what was going on. Amazing. There's a video out there of all this going on, the voices together lifting this up, the praises of God in a public place. Amazing reality. Uh, images of police hugging protesters. Powerful image of some great things that are happening out there. And, and then also, that was from New York. And then another very powerful image is my, my favorite one from Louisville. Where I think it was four to six men create a human chain and protect an officer who is separated from his unit. Very powerful stories. I don't know if you've seen these pictures yet, uh, but there's so many more out there. So many amazing things that are taking place. So let me say this. Uh, Racism is real, but it really aggravates me because it's built and perpetuated on a lie. It's built on a lie that is a social construct within our Uh, culture uh, created to divide us rather than unite us. 
Uh, racism is real, but the idea that we come from a variety of races is a lie that Satan uses uh, to create all kinds of division. The biblical mandate and teaching is very clear. Every single one of us, regardless of how much melanin you have in your skin, I like how Body Bachman says it, whether you're not as blessed as me, you're very blessed to have a lot of melanin in your skin. We all come from one human race. And there is this lie that is perpetuated to try and separate us, to divide us, uh, to cause us to be aggravated and hateful with one another. And it's built on this lie because at the end of the day, everybody within this world that is sharing this same human race together, we have so much more likeness than we have very minuscule and small, arbitrary or uh, ethnical differences, which are are very small, and I'll, I'll mention those here in a few minutes. Racism is built on a lie Uh, that races are different than one another and one is more superior to the other. This is Satan's greatest proponent. This is evil at its core. This is what's really uh, the problem within our society as a whole, and and, and it it frustrates me to no end. I've written notes, and I'm going to try as my best to stick with them. I, I went 28 minutes first service. I'm supposed to go 23 minutes. I never look at the clock, but they gave me one. I'm going to try my best. Let me just simply give you what God's Word says. Acts 17, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. From one man... He made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. For in him we live and move and have our being. And as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. We all come from one uh, set of ancestral roots. And I can be, I'll be completely blunt with you. I can care less who wants to argue and how you want to argue and to what degree you want to argue, how much melanin Adam and Eve had in their skin. It absolutely doesn't matter. Because as you trace back uh, any of our lineage, while we in this room will say, well, this is my mom, this is my dad, here's my cousins, we say we're not family. But at the end of the day, we are family. It just goes way back. And the tree's complicated, corrupt at times, and very broken in many ways because of the presence of sin within our world. And so we need to keep this in mind because God's Word's really clear on it. As the world tries to conform us into their mold, you've got to use this language. You have to use this socially constructed concept and idea. In order to love somebody else, God's Word has given us all that we need to know how to speak, to know how to love, to know how to care, and to recognize that we are all humanity and our enemy is Satan. And his greatest tool, which he will use in a very unique and crafty way, is to divide us, to put us into little groups, to try and separate us. But we are one race, one human race. And yet year after year, institutions, organizations, uh, whoever it is, got to fill out a form, right? And then on that form, got to check what race I am as if I'm separate, different, or segregated from somebody else. 
Because year after year, day after day, Satan never tires at his greatest job of causing us to be divided and see ourselves or my group or my people, us versus them language, as being superior, better, more, whatever. It's just Satan's greatest tool. Satan has created a lie that we are of multiple races and that our race is superior to the other. I don't know what our race is for you, but I can only tell you this. It's built on a lie that Satan wants to use to divide people rather than bring us together to love God in the way that we have been called to love God. And and not only that one scripture I've already shared, that we all come from the same ancestral roots, I would love uh, to, uh, for us to, be rec- to recognize one of the most important things. I'm so thankful for Rob Lenore's uh, information on this, help guide some of the thoughts in this message. The fact that we're created in God's image, very clear, Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Uh, James 3.9, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And unfortunately with it, we curse human beings who what? Who have been made in the image, uh, made in God's likeness. Yeah. This is what's so important because as we think about that, George Floyd was created in the image and likeness of God. And the complicated world we live in, the broken world we live in, the reality of it is, the truth of it is, the man who killed him was made in the image and likeness of God which is what makes the world we live in so broken and so complicated. At the end of the day, this is why an act against uh, our own humanity and nature is is one of the greatest offenses to God. We are acting out against the very image in which we've been created, the very image in which God bears, and, and that is something that is extremely offensive to Him. Satan wants to trap us. He wants to get us to conform to social constructs, social norms, a worldview rather than a biblical view to where we start to slowly veer off the path to do his bidding, his work. He wants us to celebrate our differences. And listen to me. I am all about embracing and loving uh, the ethnical differences of other people that I come encounter with all the time. But sometimes we spend far too much energy, we're so careful about language, to celebrate the differences that we don't stop to realize there's so much more that we have in common and likeness. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, Judah Tangshin, one of my my friends, uh, missionary in Myanmar, uh, we'll have that up here on the screen. If he were here with us, uh, you would recognize some Radical differences between myself and Judah. If he was standing here with me, he'd recognize a very clear difference. I am way taller than him. Um, he is blessed more by God because he has more melanin in his skin than I do, so he has a beautiful complexion. His facial structure is a little bit different. His language is different. And man, this cat eats some weird foods. I love that man. He brought some to my home when he stayed with me on several occasions. And he got my, my son and I to try it. And I'm like, never again will I try that. That was the, the, the worst tasting thing I've ever had in my life. And so as you look at it from an arbitrary perspective, there's so many differences, right? And yet if you strip all of that away and you look at us from a biological sense, we would look like brothers, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because we're from one race. We're from the same ancestors. And we are built 
with the same image, the image of God. So when we sum it up, the issues that we are dealing with, they're not just simply skin deep. They're not an issue of of, of variants of melanin within this skin, which makes one person, red-haired person, extremely fair, or the other person extremely darker. These are just very small, arbitrary differences. The real, real difference is heart difference. It's a heart depth. I, I had a friend who shared a story with me or shared a story with Facebook and I, I responded. I hadn't talked to this person in a long time. They were a youth in uh, the youth group up in Jacksonville, Florida when I was serving and leading in the youth group there. Um, and and we, we come from Jacksonville. The area I come from is extremely diverse. I played on a football team with a lot of guys who are black, a lot of us who are white, and some of us who are Asian. That wasn't me. I shouldn't say some of us, but you know, we had a very diverse group. And so that's the kind of area and experiences I had growing up. We all, for the most part, got along, uh, and we just, it was good. Um, but she's dealing with a very difficult experience. Uh, somebody broke into her home, and she wasn't there, and her kids were home. Her kids hid in, the, in a closet, and they were able to see the gentleman who broke in. I shouldn't say gentleman. Uh, long dreadlocks. They were black, had gold teeth. They looked the part of people in their area that are not always doing the best things, that are doing evil things. And she's really wrestling with that. They have a lot of good friends who are, who are black people. And she had to force her kid to go to the same barber that he's always gone to for years. He literally had fear and was crying because the barber's black and, and, and he was struggling with that. And my only encouragement to her was anywhere else, any other time, any other place, any other manner, and evil, which is what your kids experienced, could have come in a far different package. Because evil is evil. It does not discriminate. It doesn't have a certain color to it. And it impacts everybody in some sort of form, some sort of way. And it is a struggle. And it's at the heart of the gospel. I want to see what God's word has to say about this in terms of the gospel. Ephesians 2 says this, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Notice, the one division that is not arbitrary, that is true, and that is real, that is established and ordained by God is simply the division of a human heart that is not in relationship with God. God did not establish divisions uh, among people uh, of various differences. Those are established by us within our social nature. Uh, God only established one division, and that is the division that I had before I came to place my faith in Jesus Christ and understand the gospel message of the good news that I am now able to be united with God, not separate anymore, not excluded anymore, not a foreigner anymore, and be, become one again with God. That's the only true division that exists, and yet God has given us a solution to that, as we'll see. Think of it this way. Native Americans were constantly in conflict with each other, taking lands from one another, taking slaves from other uh, groups, making uh, conquests and killing others. The, the Lakota, the Pawnee, the Cheyenne, the Cherokee, the Crow, uh, uh, Kiowa, 
all these different groups, the Hopi and the Navajo, my goodness, the Hopi had a word for the Navajo. It was tabusha, which meant head crushers. They come and crush our skulls. And yet, these individuals, Native Americans, if my great-great-grandmother, full-blooded Choctaw, were here, you wouldn't know she was Choctaw. You wouldn't be able to tell. You couldn't tell the differences between one tribe to another unless it was for the kinds of things that they wore because their differences were so arbitrary, and yet their hate and evil towards each other was so real. They needed something to come and establish peace, just like you and I need something to come and establish peace. That is the division between us and God. And and as we focus on that, we shouldn't be surprised. The very first most sinister act of evil, that is, against the image and likeness of God, against humanity, was committed between two individuals that had the least amount of arbitrary differences you could ever imagine. They were brothers by blood, Cain and Abel. And the issue that was there was not an issue that was skin deep. It was an issue that was heart deep. It was an issue of why the gospel was such an important um, revelation of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. So listen to this. This is how that verse in Ephesians goes on, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. What was separate, ordained by God as separate, has now been brought together. That is the most difficult thing to be reconciled. The most difficult relationship to be restored and renewed has been. Therefore, anything that is small and arbitrary, no matter how long it has gone on, it can be renewed. It can be reconciled. We just have to walk in the gospel. We have to walk step in step with this restored relationship with God walking out our faith and our trust and conviction in Jesus Christ. Simply stated this way, God has accomplished reconciliation. All we have to do is go with God. He has uh, gapped, He has created the, the bridge of the gap over the greatest division that there is, one that is real, not arbitrary. All we have to do is go with God. Uh, let me give you this. It's an anecdotal story, but... An individual who was in the army moved to Germany, experienced an amazing uh, story. Um, he lived off base, and so he needed an, a translator to come and help with his landlord because his landlord uh, didn't speak any English whatsoever. So they came, helped him get everything established, but then they left, and he has no translator. So his landlord only speaks German. He only speaks English. They couldn't understand a word. The only thing that they understood, once a month he'd walk up, he'd hand him a check, he'd take the check, he'd walk down. Hey, they understood. Um, one day the landlord comes up to get the rent check and he sees inside on the, uh, the table a Bible. He gets super excited. He takes off running. A few minutes later he returns, knocks on the door again, door open. He's standing there holding his Bible. They still, he says this was the weirdest relationship I could ever have because they, they still didn't understand a word each other said, but that landlord and his wife would come up and be with this man and his wife and they would sing songs of praise, not understanding a word the other was saying. They would pray together, they would spend time together. So the most, he said it was the weirdest and yet the most beautiful relationship. This is established because of the gospel. It breaks down every barrier, but we have to walk in it. We have to allow it to be broken down. Listen to what Ephesians 2 goes on to say. 
For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile out of the uh, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Powerful statement. I could spend an entire sermon series of five weeks just on that statement alone. Let me sum it up real simple. Four words. Peace, 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 peace. Four times this word is emphasized. That we now can have peace with God. We should walk in that peace in relationship with everybody else in this world. The greatest differences the greatest divisions, the greatest distinctions in your life that exist between you and anyone else is nothing compared to the division that is talked about in this passage. And guess what? God has overcome that division. God has overcome those differences. God has reconciled things that are far greater than just arbitrary differences. If you're in Christ, then you're learning that in every situation, in every relationship, your next step, your next word, your next action should be peace, 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 peace. Let me show you what peace looks like. Peace looks like getting out in your neighborhood and cleaning up after rioters came through the night before and tore everything up. Uh, Peace looks like walking with other people Listening, learning, encouraging, embracing unity versus division. A peace looks like hugging police and protesters, showing their love and concern for one another. And my favorite one from Louisville, peace looks like protection, which is what the overwhelming majority of our LEOs do, as these men did. Five or six of them link arms and protected one man who was separated from his unit. So thankful that Jesus Christ has come and established peace so I know what kind of relationship that I should have. And, and I, I'm being honest with you, this is not easy. This is extremely complex, complicated, not going to deal with anything in one message. Evil is going to still continue to be a part of our world. We need to get past the top of the weed and get down to the root and address what the real issue is and go with God. Go share Jesus with our world. Think about how my response in person, how my response on social media, how my response is, this is my professional life, this is what I do, this is where I work, whatever it may be, how my response sows peace because God has sowed peace with us. And keep this in mind. This is so important. This is so hard. Before I pray, God sowed peace before we ever reciprocated love. Romans 5, 8. Don't ever forget it. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, the godly for the ungodly. What does that mean? It means he took the risk knowing some would not reciprocate. 
someone not love back. I don't need somebody to love me back in order to love them in a way to sow peace because God's loved me enough for that person who won't reciprocate. If I don't get that, I don't get the gospel. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust this word. Help us to make it more part of our life and follow you. We appreciate your love. We appreciate what you've done. We recognize that there are very difficult things going on within our world. Help us to to push through, clear through all the rhetoric of so much of it and recognize what the greatest issue is. The greatest issue is evil. Satan will use anything and everything. And if it wasn't um, a war of races fabricated on a lie that Satan has sown, it would be something else that he would use to try and divide us, to cause tension, and to create hatred in our hearts for one another. Help us come together. First and foremost, we know that that's going to be established as we recognize that when we are separated from your heart, we are foreigners, we are alienated, and that your gospel has bridged that gap for us to bring us closer to you, to love you, to trust you, to follow you. Help us to do this. Help us to go with you as we walk out of here. Help us to go in peace. Help us to sow that peace. Help us to share Christ with our world. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.